right, welcome to episode 1042 of the Multifamily Collective, where it is our mission to tease out human potential in the multifamily space. I'm your host, Mike Brewer, and I am extremely excited about today's guest, Mr. Tony Sousa. Uh, Tony is a regional manager with Embry Management Services located in San Antonio, Texas, and his path, like many of our paths into multifamily, was in, uh, uh, took an unconventional path, if you will. Uh, he began as a professional journalist and a host in Los Angeles, California. He's originally from San Jose, California, and began his property management career in Burbank, where he advanced through a series of promotions from community manager to marketing and training and operations. And it sounds like what the path that we mostly take, all of us take. So that happened to be with Avalon uh, Bay Communities and Sequoia Equities. And then Tony and his lovely family located, relocated rather, to the Lone Star State in October of 2014. As a senior business manager for Alliance Residential, Tony oversaw all residential operations for Elon. If I mispronounce that, Tony, certainly uh, correct me in a minute. Uh, premier luxury community in Northwest San Antonio. Tony's wealth of experience and industry knowledge coupled with his engaging and entrepreneurial approach to business serves as or serves the EMS leadership term well, or team well rather. Tony is a graduate of the University of Southern California where he earned a bachelor Bachelor of Arts degree in journalism. Tony, welcome to the show. Hey, Mike. Good to be here, man. Uh, yeah, you, you got virtually everything right. Uh, pronounced everything correctly. And um, yeah, it's always weird to listen to yourself but uh, or, or your bio, but uh, you, you're pretty much right. Excellent. Right on. So before we dive into the quote that I want to lead today's show with, because we are here to tease out human potential, potential in the multifamily space, you are the most interesting man in property <laughs> management. So back in 2011, you did a spot with the most interesting man in property management. And I am going to link it up in the show notes because I think everyone should see this. It's fantastic. <laughs> Can you tell us about that? Yeah, man, it's uh, it's it's actually, yeah, I mean, it still has legs, right? I mean, we're 10 years out, you're still referencing it. You know, so back, back um, I'll give you the origin of it kind of in brief. I was out to lunch with uh, who uh, Lisa Trapp, who's now this uh, chief operating officer uh, at CWS, and, and we were we were back then we were with Sequoia Equities in the marketing department, and and you know I had stories about my acting days and different things like that, and she's like, Tony, you're like the most interesting man in property management I've ever met, and then you know sort of light bulb goes off, and she's like, you want to do it? I was like, yeah, let's do it. So um, we were out there shooting, uh, if you recall, don't get chestered. Uh, a series we did early uh, 10 years ago when nobody was really kind of doing stuff like that or video. And so we took some chance and um, and then we had uh, an extra day at a shoot and said, hey, you want to throw on a beard and um, and, uh, you know, sort of lay off the, the, the well-known Dos Equis commercials. And and it's been cool, man. It's, um, you know, a lot of my leasing consultants, a lot of my team asked me about it. And like, did you know you're on this video? And I said, that's not me. That's my twin brother. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's it's had a lot of legs, and ten years later, it's still referenced. So so it was cute. It was a fun idea, and uh, yeah, I still look back on it, uh, you know, uh, definitely positively. Uh, it it it's gold. And for those of you who haven't seen it, you get the opportunity to see it when we post it up to these show notes. You'll uh, you'll definitely enjoy it, and I hope that it sparks some creativity in yourself. Uh, it's uh, it's awesome. So Tony, I I am a big big fan of the quotes original quotes uh, that you put out on LinkedIn and, and other social channels. And the one that you posted, I, I believe it was last week, really struck me. And it it reads like this. Most people are unaware of the role they play in their own shortcomings. And so I want to unpack that a little bit because I think that is true. In fact, people sometimes can't get out of their own way. 
but kind of talk to me and maybe couch that in your own journey and the, the world of professionalism and business or acting or wherever it makes most sense. Uh, unpack that for us a little bit and tell us what we were thinking. Yeah, you know, I, I think, you know, uh, every quote that, that I try to put out, and, and and I appreciate you noticing that, that, that they are genuine from the top of mind. A lot of people ask me, like, you know, how do you come up with this stuff? Do you spend hours thinking about it? And I really don't. I think it's in between a car ride or something happens professionally or personally. And I just, uh, I'm probably quicker than most on a, on, an, on, a, on a smartphone, on an app, and able to whip it together and push it out in real time. Um, and so for whatever they're worth, you know, hopefully, you know, sparks of inspiration or thoughts just for, for whoever may read them. But for this one, you know, I, I think it just, it, it goes back to what you said. I mean, I think, I think we're unaware uh, of so many things, both per, personally and professionally. And, and my old boss used to, used to say, especially when I was new in my position is, you know, Tony, you you just don't know what you don't know. <laughs> and, um, and I, and I never really had a good I never really had a good reply to that uh, because she was right, and uh, it was a mentor of mine, and, and I admired her greatly, and 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 still do. But you know, she would say that, and say that often, you know, early in my position, and um, and it's right. You don't know what you don't know, um, but you know, uh, being aware of as much as you can be, and surrounding yourself, I think, with really smart people that are willing to call you out and also being willing to be honest with you, even when it hurts, is key. And, and I tell my teams all the time, you know, learn and cultivate uh, how to, to eat constructive criticism for breakfast. I mean, it's, it's the best, most hearty breakfast you could eat on a daily basis. Now, don't be too hard on yourself is key as well. But, you know, that, that, that evening drive home or, um, you know, for a lot of us, you know, some people are now working from home. I mean, find that time to kind of digest your day, as you well know, and, and kind of think through the decisions you made in the day and, and how you can maybe improve upon them tomorrow. And, and if you do that, you know, I think consistently over years and decades, as you well know, Mike, uh, you know, um, being successful as you are, you know, you could really make some great progress. And, and I think identify some of those short, shortcomings that maybe you, you weren't aware of, you know, prior, but now are. Um, but there will always be shortcomings and things you're unaware of as we speak today. Again, you know, you only know uh, what you know and you don't know what you don't know. So that, that, that's right. Do you, do you have any sort of real stories from your past where you you fought through that struggle of acknowledging a shortcoming, recognizing it for what it was, and then going through some exercise with yourself, be it journaling or, or whatever it might have been for you, for you. Yeah. And then how you applied that lesson to become a better professional. Yeah. You know, it's actually one that I learned as a, as a young actor. Uh, my acting coach uh, asked me uh, to ask 10 of my friends and family what they thought of me before they got to know me. And it, it was a perception exercise. Sure. And I will tell you, I did not get the answers I thought. And I use this story often, and I actually interview, and I ask this in an interview question pretty frequently, uh, how do you think you're perceived? And uh, policing consultants or whoever I may be interviewing, some are able to answer pretty quickly. And that tells me high level of emotional intelligence and that they're self-aware. And, and in sales, you have to be really self-aware. But for me, you know, I, I, I got some responses that uh, I did not like, uh, to put it nicely. Um, a lot of it had to do with hair. A lot of it had to do with, I, you know, you turned out to be a nice guy, right? Um, which, you know, always had me kind of unpack that a little bit and be like, 
what was I given out that you didn't think I, I was? Now, mind you, I'm a 20-something in Los Angeles as an actor, right? I'm like, okay, <laughs> you know, fit, fit the profile of every you-know-what, right? So, so I'm like, well, but I, what I learned uh, as a young adult and young professional is you have, the, you have the ability to control who you are, who you want to be known as. And as I learned more about this process, it, you don't have to also create some sort of brand or persona that you're not. You actually can the most authentic brands, both in business and in, 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 and personally, um, are the ones that are the, the most authentic people. And, and so over the years of, of life and experience and professional and personal, I, I've cultivated, uh, you know, purposely who I want people to know, what I want people to know about me, but also genuinely, if you met me on a podcast like this or, you know, in my property, that what you think of me maybe on, uh, you know, on LinkedIn or, or through the persona is genuinely who this person is. Or if you've met my family, they would also say, that's who he is. Uh, take it or leave it. Uh, that's, who, that's who my husband is. Uh, you know, my obviously family will always be very honest. So, um, but, but that was a cool life lesson to learn as a young professional, as a young person to realize, okay, you're giving off some things that, that you maybe don't like, but you have the ability to control that. And then also, you know, uh, create, um, you know, what people think of you in a very authentic way. And, and if you come across slimy or, or, or inauthentic, you can still change that. You don't have to just be, you know, what people think of you. And, and that was eye opening for, you know, a young person for me at the time was I don't just have to be what people think I am. I, I, I need to exude more of who I believe I am, and, and that's what I started to do. And that's really, I think, where a lot of the stuff that that I just kind of push out and exude today is 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 purposefully done to say this is what I think and this is who I am, uh, like it or, or not. Um, and I've really tried to take uh, an authentic approach there. And I and I and I found the more authentic my messages are to my teams or online the more engagement uh, that I've gotten. It, it, it's so true. And I, I want to play on that. Let's stay in this camp for a little bit. I sort of playing off the word of authenticity. Um, you, you've always struck me as somebody that's very comfortable with vulnerability. And you, you posted something. I want to say this was the week that COVID sort of became mass in society, meaning it was out there. The news was talking about it in a way that was, you know, certainly to the downside, but you posted recently, a year ago today, I made a decision that transformed my career and who I want to be as a leader. Remember courage isn't developed in the absence of fear, but through it, but through it. And the picture you put up was you cleaning an elevator and you went on to tell a story about how you're, you really experienced some anxiety leading up to that moment of actually going outside, putting yourself at risk, right? Because nobody really knew what was going on at the moment. But tell us what was going through your mind at the time. You always spell it out a little bit there, but I, I think yeah. it's a powerful story for leadership and team members. Yeah, I, I was, I tell people I, I'm a recovering COVID fear addict, uh, and, and I was like many, uh, very very concerned about what was happening, uh, what the virus was doing. Uh, but I felt called in that moment early on to, to participate in what my teams were doing. Uh, and even if it, it's crazy because that was an emotional moment for me, even if it was at my own peril, 
Um, and at the time, we didn't know. Right. Um, and I remember the messaging back then, and you know, was everyone stay in place if you don't have to be on site? You know, this wasn't just an Embry thing. This was you know across uh, all platforms across the world, right? Stay safe. You know, and, and ultimately, at that time, you didn't know if you you yourself were a virus carrier, right? So you know, not only did you want to stay safe, but you didn't want to expose other people. And so I understood that message, uh, but at the same time, I also knew. You know, my maintenance team and my office team were doing rounds of cleaning, exposing themselves, some of which were scared to do that, some of which, you know, weren't as scared. Uh, I happened to be probably on the more fearful side initially, um, but I, I felt it was important that if, and as I've always told my team, if, if I ask you to do it, I should be willing to do it myself, whether that be pick up a piece of trash or, or kill the coronavirus on a doorknob. If, if it was there, we've turned out it's, it's not as prevalent there. But, um, but at the time, we didn't know. And so I, I had to stick to those moral guidelines, those moral leadership guidelines, that if I was willing to pick up a cigarette butt, um, or you were, then I was. And if, I'm willing, if you're willing to clean a virus off a door handle, I would have to be willing as well. And so I didn't get to, I didn't get to pick and choose which uh, which of those events I was willing to do and not willing to do based on, on position or rank. And, and because of that, uh, I just operated out of my, my own consistency and, and, and belief system that, uh, again, if I'm willing to do something I'm asking you to do, then in all situations, uh, I should be ready to do that. And, and so I, I'm really curious, and uh, if, if you don't want to go down this path, I totally understand it, but I... So I'm a big believer that when people come into the work world, we don't have this neat little coat hook over in the corner where they get to take off their problems, put them on a hanger, <laughs> put them, you know, and then and put them back on when they walk yeah. out of our business offices. But but in my head, you had to reconcile some uh, family commitment or commitment to your family in the way of being there as a healthy father and, and a healthy husband, et cetera, and not, and not exposing your family. How did you... How did you walk yourself through the calling to go in and do that? And in my head, the same calling you have to be there as a good steward for your family. And I don't know that there's the right answer, but I'm very interested in how you sort of thought through that. Yeah, I would say for me, I was fortunate. My wife early on did not share the same fears that I did. And so she was evaluating the process um, at a different stage than I was. And I think she's, she was able to process, you know, through her, her anxieties and fears and messaging uh, better than I could at the time. And so that for me, and if, obviously this probably makes sense now that I describe this story, you know, sure. for me, this, this was a, this was a challenge for me to overcome. Uh, and my wife supported it along the way. Uh, and, I just recall in that post, you know, and I recall at the time, because it wasn't that long ago, obviously, um, really thinking about what, you know, even having second second thoughts about why I even signed up to do it, uh, because you know, fear and anxiety is a real thing. Why, why did you sign up to do what you're scared to do? Um, and, you know, there's sometimes those little voices in your head or on your shoulder that, that, that say this regardless of your fears, this is the right thing to do in this moment. And, you know, you have, you have that moment to, to face your fears and, and build strength and courage through it. And, and that's where that quote really comes from. And I recently listened to some podcasts uh, from, you know, Navy SEALs and other people that uh, really 
rang true to me. They said, listen, we're not more courageous than the next guy. Courage is a muscle. And we just happen to flex it and work it out more than you, more, more than your average citizen does. Usually your citizen uh, isn't faced with challenges like we're often faced with. Uh, and if they are, they maybe run from them or don't challenge them. But as a Navy SEAL, we don't have that option. Uh, and so, so our courage muscle is just more developed than your average person. And so, you know, for me in that moment, it was an opportunity to, uh, to do some courage reps, uh, you might call them, uh, to strengthen my, my courage in myself. I love that. I, I really appreciate you sharing that. I, I do. I think that's powerful for the audience, um, which leads into another thing that you, you posted recently. Um, emerge stronger, faster, wiser. H- how would you encourage our audience, both video and you translate this to a podcast or we convert it over to a podcast? How would you encourage them to be to emerge stronger, faster and wiser? Yeah, obviously, you know, there's a lot to unpack there. But after you've gone through, after we've all gone through what we've just gone through, um, to emerge uh, slower, dumber, and um, you know, whatever the whatever the uh, weaker the 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 antonym is uh, to the to the other, yeah, weaker would be a complete loss of the experience that we just had. And so, I, I almost feel as though it's 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 your only option to emerge from something like this. And I, and I try to encourage my teams because, you know, we still face challenges uh, on the property with, with resident situations or fiscal challenges. But I remind them that we just came through a hundred year pandemic and we're able to overcome it with, with grace and, and, um, and uh, you know, just class and, and strength. So if we can do that, can we not solve this this basic situation that's happening here? And, and to be honest, you know, I see that twinkle in their eye of like, you're right, bro. <laughs> like we just <laughs> we just battled through a pandemic that we had no idea what was happening. We were able to work through it, keep everyone safe, keep our residents safe, and we're okay. And 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 this little situation, sort of on the magnitude, on the scale, is this big. And and so and then we go down the road of logically solving the problem of what it is. But it's a mindset, right? It's I can solve this uh, and I'm confident I can as opposed to, oh, wow, this seems really tough. I've never thought about this. I don't know if I can figure this out. And I tell I tell my associates all the time, you know, when especially when they're like, well, how'd you know how to do that? Or how'd you and and I tell them, listen, you know, there's a lot more people that have a lot more experience than me. But but what I want to encourage you and what I think of in my own abilities is. I'm not afraid of any problem. I might not have the most experience uh, as someone else, but but I really believe in my ability to critically think through situations, uh, utilize my business sense and my logical senses to say, what's the right thing to do here? Um, and then confer with other people that are smarter than you and more experienced and, and use people as sounding boards as I do you know, my supervisors and, and, and executives, and they're great. Um, but, but believe in yourself that, that you too can can solve this problem. You're smart enough and you're put here for a reason and you're here for a certain time to do this. Yeah, that's, you know, it, it brings to mind uh, the phrase personal agency. And I, I think a lot of people, and I'm going to make a generalized remark, so I'll, I'll preface by saying that, that you give up your personal agency way too easy, right? And you don't, and I think it's likely predicated on the idea that you don't want to feel responsible for the consequence that comes as a result of the decision you made by overcoming the fear that you have, right? And, and so it's, 
it it is in my head time to take back personal agency right and to your point about covid wow what an exercise in that muscle to, to overcome fear right i mean if you sit back and think about the past year you have overcome a lot in the way of your personal life and business life to to get to where we are today well and and, and absolutely and you'll see on some of my posts i mean it's hashtag to the moon there's something there's something about overcoming something that large in your own mind and everybody has their things uh, but if you're able to overcome some of these notable obstacles in your life the the emotional and confidence boost sends you to the moon and 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 so um and you just have to be careful on your way to the moon you know just uh you know uh, you know you obviously you feel strongly about certain things um and, and that's definitely what you know what I'm processing now, right? Because, you know, your, your confidence and your belief in self is, is, is the strongest it's ever been. And, um, and so, but you still need to obviously continue to, to learn and process and, and take wise advice and wise counsel from those you need to, but from a, from a confidence, emotional booster, overcoming something like that. And for me personally, it was, it was incredible. And I, and I liken it probably to people that overcome physical and emotional and spiritual challenges in their life, uh, from overcoming cancer to other things that you just feel, you know, there's nothing I can't overcome. And it, and it's a really intoxicating feeling. Um, there's obviously some drawbacks and some dangers to it, but, um, try to keep those in check and keep, you know, keep people around you to kind of keep your, you know, keep your, keep your feet to the ground, which my family uh, definitely does with three little kids. Um, you know, don't think more highly than you ought, dad. Yeah, that's so. You know, it, it brought to mind as you were you were working through that the the there's a good balance that you need to keep between confidence and humility, right? And right. The extent you can stay humble, whether that be by way of your family or by way of other outside circumstances or influences, you, you definitely have to take a, a dose of humility along the way to keep uh, keep that confidence in check because it can get. It can get out of control. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, I've also posted some stuff on this too, and 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 I have to subscribe to my own, you know, my own literature, if you will. But you know, make humble pie your favorite dessert, right? Um, you know, if you're going to eat constructive criticism for breakfast, make sure you're eating humble pie for de- uh, you know for dessert. So, um, you know, easier said than done. Uh, you know, both both can have a bitter taste if if you don't get used to them. Yeah, definitely. And I, you know, I think you, you make a really good point there. You, you do the best you can and you have to exercise a little bit of grace. I think you led by basically implying that you have to be graceful with yourself along the way. You're, you're, we're all flawed, right? We're all flawed. We all make mistakes. And to the extent we can pick ourselves up and keep going, that's the real key, right? Yeah. My wife and I talk about that a lot. She, she, she came from, you know, a family structure where perfection was, was, was attempted to attain. Um, I, I'm fortunate that I didn't come from that, so so I'm not striving for this 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 perfection, which I've never subscribed to as an actual real thing in life. Um, and so it's helpful, but I know for many, you know, uh, trying to be perfect in all things uh, can sometimes uh, I think hurt you in the long run. Yeah, that's right. Um, I want to I want to pivot. Um, you said something. Saying no is more valuable than saying yes. And, and I'm deeply interested in that. I, it, it resonates with me in one way, but I'd like to hear your take on that and how that might uh, play well with the, uh, the audience here. Well, as you know, Mike, uh, you know, we're taught early on as professionals and, and young professionals, you know, never say no to an opportunity, always say yes. And, um, you know, <laughs> you know, whatever that is. Um, 
and it's kind of like the phrase "fake it till you make it," which which I've found to sort of be a bunk statement. Um, I mean, there's some things that help you get in the room, but ultimately, you know, being more comfortable saying no, um, I've found, uh, and it's not always no directly, right? It's 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 there's a lot of different ways to say no without saying no, but. Everybody is is fighting for your time, your effort, your resources, um, and you only have so much. And, and as you well know, I have three little kids that are very active uh, in sports and school, and, and and obviously I'm married, and and so you know you have to prioritize, and you can't say yes to everything. And and, and I, I've had people around me, professionally and personally, that say yes far too often. Um, you know, and often they'll come to you privately and say, "Why did I sign up for that?" And you know, my only response is like. I don't know why you signed up for that. You didn't have time for that. Um, but but to say no takes, there's an element of courage. And I think in also addressing this people pleaser in all of us that we want to say yes to make someone happy, um, you know, you need to find a balance to that. Now, you know, there's certain people within professional and personal situations you, you should strongly consider saying yes to. Um, <laughs> I totally get that part. And, and most of the time I am willing to try to help in any way I can. Um, but there's also a lot of value in, in, in limiting yourself and your time to what's most important. Um, and for me, you know, it's, it's, it's a proverb of sorts of let your yes be yes and your no be no. So if I'm going to say yes, I'm all in, right? If I say no, I didn't say yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so let your no be no. So. Yeah, that, that's very good. I, you know, it, it, it brings to mind uh, many times I, when I have been disappointed uh, you know, of someone's behaviors or someone's actions, it's been because they didn't raise their hand because they were sinking with the ship, but they were sinking with the ship because they just took too much cargo on, right? And it's like, hey, you have personal agency and, and saying no sometimes, I, I will tell you that I admire that more than you saying yes, because you have that courage. And I'll, and, I'll, and, I'll, and, I'll, and I'll, on that metaphor, the drowning metaphor, and I remind my teams this uh, because, I, you know, having small children, I've, I've done a lot of kind of research on drowning and, and things of that with kids. Sure. Um, when people drown, they, they often do it silently. So do children. Um, and so in the movies, you know, the kids splashing around and help, help, I'm drowning in the ocean, jaws, whatever. In real life, uh, sadly, and I have, you know, and I have brother-in-laws that are in law enforcement when, when people or, or kids drown, it's, it's quiet. And, and, um, and it's often that way professionally. Yeah. I, wow. I did not know that, but that's very true. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, uh, you know, having small children, you know, the takeaway for me was, you know, if it gets too quiet at the pool, there's a problem. Right. Um, so, so, but also professionally, we could draw a lot of, you know, correlation and metaphors. You know, you don't hear from them to your point initially, right? Like, no, just raise your hand and say you need help because that's that's a lot of what our jobs are. That's right. That's right. Wow, I'm really glad we teased that out. That's powerful. Um, two more things before we uh, get to the end here, and I, I mm -hmm. get, give you the opportunity to tell people where they can find you online. Um, awesome citations. I. I saw a picture where you're handing out awesome citations the other day. <laughs> I, uh, I'd love to know more about that. Well, you know, uh, I'd like to think it was a completely thought of, you know, independent idea for myself. But I came across uh, not exactly the citations, but this concept. And 
And, you know, I, I probably like you and many that are listening, you know, try to go out of their way to, to, to be positive. And, and, and we know, you know, positive reinforcement will get you better, you know, better results and better relationships. But um, I thought this was just a fun way to, you know, catch my teams off guard and, and stick them with something. And, and this was a, a fun, I thought, very creative way to do that. Um, you know, and I'm always trying to find as a leader, as a motivator, as a coach, I'm trying to find unique ways to catch their attention and disrupt the daily life. And, and in a lot of ways, I think what I do online is an attempt to be a disruptor of, of sorts as well. Um, but also my day-to-day job, uh, you know, my day job is to also disrupt in a positive way for my teams and have them think and analyze issues in ways they haven't done before, utilizing the experience that they have. But, but at the same time, you know, uh, it's a whole, oftentimes these are different contexts that we're in and different set of variables that we need to look at differently. And so, so to keep your mind sharp uh, in solving those problems, you know, uh, I, I'm trying every way to kind of continue to disrupt their way, in a, their, their day in a positive way. I, I, I love it. We're going to link it up in the show notes. If you haven't seen it on LinkedIn, it's very, very cool. Um, well, before I, I end every show the same way, um, before I do that, I do, I do want to acknowledge you. I, I have been influenced by you in a very positive way over a long bit of time, dating back to the most interesting man in property management. And, and I've really been inspired in the way of creating content. The whole reason I started this, this show and, and converted it over to video after several thousand uh, uh, narrated articles or written articles, rather, yeah. uh, was that I wanted to get comfortable in front of a camera. I'm extremely sure. shy in person, and this was just my way of trying to break into that. So I want to acknowledge you for being sure. part of the journey and inspiring me to to just step out and be, like, be more courageous than I was at that time. So, okay, that said, start, stop, keep. I want to know, in let's say the balance of 2021, or if you need to extend <laughs> on 2022, uh, what do you call it a new habit? What do you want to start? What do you want to stop and what do you want to keep doing? Uh, you know, start, you know, I, I want to continue to, to uh, grow myself uh, just, you know, in a lot of different ways. I mean, you know, we've, you talked about your podcast, but I also want to continue to uh, explore media and, and continue to be, you know, um, obviously a thought leader in some ways, but disrupt the space, but also challenge myself in a lot of ways and disrupt myself. And so, you know, and try different things that are out there that not only gets great business results for my day job, but also, you know, if I can help, um, uh, you know, inspire the next guy, uh, start, stop. What do I want to stop? Um, uh, it's probably dietary. I, you know, I, I try to be as disciplined as I can, but I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta stop with sugar. Um, I don't eat a lot of it, but I gotta reduce consumption. It is just, there's nothing good about it other than it tastes delicious. So I'd <laughs> like to, I'd like to stop that. Uh, let's see, start, stop. And what was the last one, Mike? Keep, what are you going to keep doing? It's worth keep doing. Um, I, I, I hope to just continue to, to keep learning and growing, uh, surrounding myself around, you know, great people within my company, uh, uh, people within my family and friends, and, and just continue to, to grow and, and continue just to, to be aware of, of life around me um, and not to uh, just fall into, uh, you know, what maybe others think is, is happening or what I should be thinking, to really continue to think independently, both per, uh, professionally and uh, personally. Um, has been really an eye-opening experience over the last 15 months for me. Uh, not to say I wasn't doing it before, but uh, I'm definitely doing it now. Excellent. 
Well, Tony, it has been an absolute pleasure. I, I know we've been trying to connect for a long time. I, yeah. We've talked online, but never in person. I think I, I uh, met you first at NAA several times. Yeah, seconds. that was awesome. But it yeah. was just a quick handshake and hello, and uh, it was, everything was busy. So Yeah, sure. Uh, but uh, how can people find you online, stay connected with you? Yeah, so, you know, uh, you know, I don't hide uh, like you, um, you know, professionally. True. Professionally, yeah, continue to, to stay connected on LinkedIn. It's a great place to be. It's, it's, it's you know, where I provide updates of what I'm doing, you know, uh, sometimes personally, but, but more or less professionally and, and the company I'm growing with. And, and, um, and then, of course, you know, on social media, I'm on Facebook and Instagram as well. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a great place to, to stay connected. It's, it's fun to build those relationships digitally and then, you know, at conferences and other places, be able to meet people uh, is always uh, really quite rewarding. Definitely. Well, Tony, thank you again. I truly appreciate you taking time out of your day to do this and uh, look forward to maybe some future conversations, maybe around two or around three at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me, Mike. Great to talk to you as well. All right. Take care.